Fullerton is next. Doors open on the left at Fullerton. How about Chicago? I could be there. <laughs> Welcome to Foul Monkeys. This is Adam. And this is Jerry. Filling in for Ricky still. We are a gay podcast. Uh, you know that. That's not news to anyone. Um, I'm in Chicago. Jerry, where are you? I'm in Los Angeles, and it might be new to some people. We might be getting new listeners. If you're a new listener, so. this is a gay podcast. So don't surprise. be surprised when we start talking about dicks. Dicks and buttholes. Or, oh, wait, that did not work. Oh, that didn't work. Um, probably some gay-ass music. Jerry's going to share some gay-ass music. Drip down inside of me, quick jump out for you, let it get inside of me. I tell them where to put it, never tell them where I'm about to be. I run down on them before I have a nigga running me. Talk your shit, bite your lip, ask for a call while you ride that dick. Why you really ain't never got him fucking for a thing. He already made his mind up before he came. Now get your boots, hang your coat, fuck this wet-ass pussy. He bought a phone just for pictures of this wet-ass pussy. Pay my two so that's not specifically gay, but you know. Right, <laughs> right, right. Ricky loves that song, by the way. Ricky said Ricky. it to us like the second it came out. He's like, I'm going to listen to this. And then I loved your story about you trying to connect your Bluetooth and going, oh my God, someone's listening to WAP so loud in this airport. Oh, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> I was a whole asshole about it. I, I love that song. Um, I wasn't. 100% sold on it just my first listen I was like all right no it's good it's good um but I don't always love Cardi B right I do love Megan the Stallion though um I think she's fantastic um but like after like a second or third listen I was like all right no I'm 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 behind this and also we gotta love how much it pisses off uh conservatives well, I do have to, I, I listened to a little, uh, I think it was a TikTok of Cardi B going, you know, mm -hmm. I did this song and it talked about this subject and y'all didn't buy it. So you guys were demanding that I do and sing about stuff like this. So I did it. But now you're complaining that I'm giving the audience what they want. And she's like, fuck off. You know, she's like, you, right. I, people are asking for this. That's why I'm doing it. You right. know, it, at the end of the day, it's about her bank account. It's not, you know, it's she's got to take mm -hmm. care of herself and her her babies. Her baby. I don't know how many. If she, I know she's got I one think, child. I think just the one. Mm -hmm. um, the conservative, what is he, like a commentator, political oh, Ben pundit. Shapiro. <laughs> Crack me up. I oh, love Twitter. that his... <laughs> Like the fact that he was like, my wife said that that's not natural. Yeah. And Twitter lit his ass on fire. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm sorry that you had never sexually satisfied your wife, Ben Shapiro. <laughs> yeah, he got, he, he got all but hurt even worse then. <laughs> I love that he called it wet ass P word. It's just, I'm just dying. I know. That whole, him and Scott Bayo can go hold hands and feel bad about wet ass pussies. With Antonio Sabato Jr. and Dean King. <laughs> I 
I don't know if somebody like recently told Antonio Sabato Jr. that like a bunch of gays in the 90s probably jerked off to him in the Love Will Never Do Without You video. Um, but maybe that's why he's so upset and conservative now. Uh, who knows? Who he, knows? He was good looking though back in the day. He was very good looking. Apparently he took Brooke Shields' virginity, she said. Really? When they were in Ant- college. Antonio Sabato Jr. Oh, no, sorry, Dean Kane. Oh, Dean Kane. Sorry, we were talking about Dean Kane. Dean Kane was also hot. Um, I was talking about when I was talking about was 90s gays fantasizing during the Level Never Do Without You video. That Antonio Sabato Jr. was in that. Yes. But Dean Kane was also Jack Off worthy in his Superman outfit. Accurate, accurate. Um, but yeah, Dean Kane. Hmm, he was in sad. that Broken Hearts Club movie, remember? Did you guys see he that? He was. Because he had yeah. he had to ask what a big old bottom was because that was one of the lines when he was on a date and the date left. He goes, you big old bottom. And he didn't know what that meant. So the gays and the cast had to explain it to him. <laughs> oh, bless him. Well, I don't understand why people... Like, not that he's openly homophobic now, but to align yourself with a political party that caters to that sort of demographic. Um, I just don't understand it. I don't care if you like are fiscally conservative, but like, what the fuck? As you know, those friends I had in New Hampshire, one of them said to the other one, listen, you can either vote for your wallet or you can do the right thing. Which I have to tell you some update on that, but I can't do it on the podcast, but we'll talk about that offline. Okay. Um, Well, I will. I'm not going to name names or say where or when it happened, but I may have been a party to some uh, Trump sign thievery from people's yards. Really? (laughs) Just reliving my high school delinquent days. Um, I know. Well, is it vandalism if you're just taking it and not destroying it or painting it? I don't know. Just is that still vandalism? I don't know. It's just I'm I'm a thief. Just general thievery. Just tomfoolery. I just shenanigans. (laughs) Shenanigans. Um, It's just. uh, I feel like it's like it's just a little form of political protest. It's not that bad. Exactly. It's not hurting anybody. No. Just pissing somebody off. Right? I stole George W. Bush signs back in the day when I was in high school and um, in college. Um, I used to get into some shit with my first, like, official, well, we were still in the closet, but he was, like, my boyfriend, like, my relationship. Um, We used to go knock over porta potties with his car, and we stole, this lady had precious moments, figurines Mm -hmm. in her yard. We stole them. We put them in somebody else's yard to make her think that somebody stole them. We were just bad kids. Baby's kids. Some badass baby's kids. If that's the worst that I did. Is it? (laughs) I mean, yes. No, for the most part, I was pretty good. We used Um, to, the big thing when I was in high school was you'd shoe polish windows or shaving cream windows on the cars, like white shoe polish on windows. Oh, what is that? That just makes it so you can't see out of it? Yeah, so you have to go to the car wash to wash it off. Oh, you rebel. I know. 
we uh we definitely TP'd some people's houses. One time we put mayonnaise and condoms and left them in a teacher's yard. <laughs> um I'm trying Did to you think like what else fill them up or just like put like a, a normal amount of like a little bit, like a little bit. Yeah. Um, even though like mayonnaise isn't in retrospect, like it, like thinking back, that's not really come adjacent, but that's what we came up with. Um Oh my God. And then, so we did that in somebody's yard. And then I was on stage in Bye Bye Birdie. Mm -hmm. And whatever, I was going to try to be vague and be like, oh, it was like some teacher, mysterious teacher, but it was the lady who was the vocal coach and she was our chorus teacher. Um, and she was kind of a dick. We did that to her yard. And then this one girl who we had been in on the prank or whatever, um, there was the the healthy normal American boy scene in mm -hmm. Bye Bye Birdie, where it's like there's like reporters and they're talking about how Conrad Birdie's just a normal American boy, and uh, the reporter he's a fine upstanding healthy uh, patriotic healthy normal American boy American boy yep, um, and one of them had like a little notepad in character and was like writing like notes or whatever and wrote and like tapped me on the shoulder and I was Mr. McAfee and like pointed at her notepad and it said, I know you put those condoms in my yard. <laughs> and I don't, I broke character. I was like. Um, when I did Bye Bye Birdie, the director who always said we need to trust the script, but then would rewrite it. Mm -hmm. He rewrote the script to be like more like the movie he was mm -hmm. director is a very loose term for what he did but anyway we started the play the musical just like the movie where girls there's like four girls and they're like writing a, a love letter right. to Conrad Birdie mm -hmm. and uh so my friend Vanessa was always like I think I don't know if she told me to do it or this one time I just wrote a really filthy note to her and it was right at the beginning <laughs> so she went out and then looked at it and she was like the second or third person. So she read it and kind of really had to fight off laughing. <laughs> then she came off stage and was like, I expect one of these every single performance. <laughs> and we like ran for three months. I think only one time did I not do it. And one time I repeated, but everything, the whole rest of the run was some new kind of thing. And I think I made her crack up one time for sure like out loud, busted out laughing. But, you know, all of it, all of it was just inappropriate, sexual, you know, writing about her boyfriend, asking questions, you know, mm -hmm. and she was just like, this is awesome. Or she'd go, you can do better. <laughs> oh, theater. I know. But anyway, um, so I discovered this artist and you may have uh, mentioned her before. Her name is Kiza. K-I-E-S-Z-A. Yeah. You mm -hmm. may have told me before about her and I we forgot. Played her, we played her on the show. Did you? Yeah, we played some of her new stuff and then I played uh, her big uh, previous hit, Breakaway. Because um, she has something new. Her hideaway, um, Jesus Christ, Hideaway. Um, a new album called Crave. So I've been mm -hmm. listening to a couple of songs from that. And I like it. Yeah, it's okay. It's not bad. I, so... Hideaway, which was from like 2014 or something, we mm -hmm. played that on the show because I was like, "Oh, Ricky, you'll know this," and of course that motherfucker didn't. Um, <laughs> but it's very, it's sort of black boxy, like it's sort of like 
early 90s sort of like mm-hmm. uk house garagey sort of thing right and i love that and i bought the whole fucking album on vinyl because i was like if it's all like this sign me the fuck up and then it like kind of isn't and i didn't like it but i have it fucking it's sitting in my record collection so i can revisit it but we played a couple of the singles from crave already and Mm -hmm. ricky liked them um because they've been coming out for like months i saw it on a is it mmu's or mmu's or whatever it's called facebook page mmu's Yes, they put it on there and I listened. I was like, oh, so I went and found it on Spotify and I was like, oh, this is kind of nice. And then I was like, I bet Adam's told me about this and I forgot. Yeah, we've definitely played all of the feelings and I think when boys cry. Um, and like, it's it's good. Like the whole album is actually pretty solid um, start to finish. I really like... What did I just add to my playlist? Well, I should pull up my August playlist because I do actually have an August playlist. Um, and I think I put something on it. Um, do you know why your playlists are not always yeah. public? I don't know if it's like Can't Be Saved is the KCS song that I like. Oh, okay. um, I don't know. I think that like sometimes you have to do it manually here. I'm, the August one is public. Um because sometimes I'll go and look to see, and then I can't find mm-hmm. it. And then mm-hmm. I'll have to say, hey, send it to me. Well, it should be on there. Um, it's got the, it's got WAP. It's got the new uh, Kesia. It's got uh, some new Erasure. The new Erasure is actually pretty good. Um, well, I'll, I'll share it to the Facebook page when I'm allowed to again. I've been put in Facebook jail till Tuesday. Mm, I can probably share it, I guess. Um, I may have already. I think I did July. But uh, the new Agnes is on it. The new Agnes is kind of cute. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a new Bright Light, Bright Light. That's on there. Um, I'm still obsessed with the Jesse Ware album. There's a remix that's on there. Um, but we are, well, somebody, a listener mentioned that we had not talked about the new Miley song. Midnight oh, yeah. It's cute. What do you, yeah, it's pretty I good. I like it. It's pretty good it's they're like kind of pushing her to also be like this is disco Mm -hmm. and I'm like it's not disco but thanks for trying well Kylie liked it and then said on the Instagram like she said a really positive note about it good good that's cute I like I think Miley is fantastic for the most part I do too I think she's very underrated yes absolutely I think she's very 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 talented um I was reading some article about, oh, fuck, I'm not even going to talk about it because I can't remember, but it was basically like shitting on. It was like, there are like talented people who are related and then there are people like Billy Ray and Miley. And I was like, don't shit on Miley Cyrus like that. But it was an article from like maybe five or six years ago. Um, But still, like, go fuck yourself. Um, I always tell people when they bitch about Miley, I was like, look, we got to experience her freshman year in college totally in public right and most of the people bitching you don't want people to bring up what you did as a freshman in college the first time you were away from mama and daddy so Mm -hmm. let's let's chill out yep just like i tell the girls back home um now as many blowjobs as you gave in the seventh grade then i probably wouldn't be you know talking about somebody else being a whore just because you post a bible verse every day and i don't care 
oh, some of them did. And they're the biggest ones about, you know, church this, Jesus that. Mm-hmm. As my friend Gary said, they'd go and go, Gary, I was on my knees Sunday praying for your soul. And he'd go, well, what were you doing on your knees Friday and Saturday at the lake? <laughs> Ooh, Gary didn't fun. play. Gary did not play with those girls. Mm-mm, mm-mm. I don't think, I didn't find out what a blowjob was, I think, until sixth grade. And then, I don't know. I don't think I knew anybody that was like giving or getting blowjobs until eighth grade. Because then it the, was me. The trashier girls would do that you know that like had older brothers and so they knew and the older mm-hmm. brothers would kind of take advantage or the older brother's friends would take advantage of oh I know that's sad like, it's funny one of my uh well it's not funny it's sad my fifth grade teacher she was friends with my mom and she was talking about uh they were talking because my fifth grade teacher her first year of teaching was that fifth grade but I came the second semester and mm-hmm. uh so she was talking about her class and she's like, well, you know, there's some really rough girls in Jerry's class. And mom was like, what do you mean? She's like, well, and she named this one girl. She's like, she was already coming to school with hickeys on her neck in the fifth grade. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> and I think by this time I was already in junior high and I was like, mm-hmm. what, what do you mean? Like, what? So I don't know if the older brother's friends or they were, you know, just playing around mm-hmm. or whatever, but yeah, fifth grade. But yeah, there was, I had one teacher friend that said she caught some sixth grader going down on some boy. Mm-hmm. And she just looked out the window and she's like, stop that. <laughs> I, mm, no, I definitely, eighth grade was, some shit went down in eighth grade. But before that, I was aghast, if anything, remotely like naughty happened. Naughty naughty well I think it was partially because like being gay and knowing that I was different and stuff like that any situation where it was like we definitely played like spin the bottle and seven minutes in heaven I think at like a fifth or sixth grade birthday party um at this girl I knew since preschool who I still love to this day I'm not gonna blow up her spot but she's still awesome and I've known her forever but we were playing spin the bottle in like seven minutes in heaven. And years later, we found out that her mom totally knew, totally knew. And also secretly had her camcorder and like, like was like through like a hole in the, the curtains or the blinds was like taping it and laughing her ass off. Like all you, like she like zooms in and we're all like spinning the bottle and like pecking each other. And she's just going, ha, 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 ha. And that's all you hear on the tape. It's ridiculous. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. And y'all were sneaking around. I missed all that. I, you know, I, I was, I was really awkward in the eighth grade. Looking. That's when my uh, nose, ears, and lips grew before the rest of my head. Mm. And uh, so I missed all those parties. But at the same time, I'm kind of glad I did because later I found out, you know, shit like you know, oh, they used to run a train on this one person and then, you know, another, and I'm like, what? You know, and they used to go out during lunch to the parking lot and get high and drink during school. But then the whole parties and the passing around girls and it was awful, awful stuff that you hear, you know, and like, it was kept quiet 
to certain people because I didn't hear about it. You've heard about some things, but not, you know, shit like mm-hmm. that. Damn, Oklahoma be wild. Well, they're out in the country, so. Mm, they got to do something to entertain themselves. I we guess. never, I, like, as far as I know, I was never at a party where something, like, somebody ran a train on somebody. But I could have been. Um, not until I was an adult, mind you. Um, <laughs> then I was at those kind of parties. Uh, I... Uh, I drank a little bit in high school and then I think at one point when I was probably in seventh or eighth grade everybody came um to the bus stop with a little bit of like liquor that they snuck out of their mom's cabinet <laughs> or whatever and we poured all of it all of it just all at the same time in a coffee travel mug and sipped it on the bus on the way to school My probably what we probably while we were listening to the Lil Kim hardcore album probably um, that, my brother in the, in the third grade, somebody, they had an end of the year party and he brought Mad Dog 2020 because he heard party. And that's what the adults did. He got Where sent home. His parents, he just went to the, the cabinet and got it and just put it in his bag. He didn't oh know what God. it was. He probably asked, you know, what's this? And the mom was like, oh, it's Kool-Aid. Don't, don't drink it. You won't like it. And so he's like, oh, they have it at mom and dad's party. I'll just take it to school. I just, Mad Dog is something that you buy and immediately consume to me. Like that's, I drank Mad Dog a little bit in college, but like the fact that somebody would have Mad Dog like in a cupboard or cabinet is, I'm shocked. Well, maybe they stocked up for the weekend. I mean, maybe. What was the one flavor, red banana? I don't know. I never drank Mad Dog. I drank a little bit of Mad Dog sometimes. I drank a lot of Boone's. Yes. Boone's Farmwoods. When I moved to New York, Alizé was the thing. Oh my God, Alizé. I remember, and you cracked up, that there was a little girl. I think I went to the beach once, and her mom was yelling her name, and it was Alizé. I was like, was that what you were drinking when she was conceived? Well, I told you about my friend Elaine who was shopping for makeup. And uh, she was at the store and there's a little girl at the makeup counter. She was like, that's my name, that's my name, that's my name. And Elaine was like, whose little girl is this? That's my name, that's my name. And they hear scream, Clinique, get your ass over here. (laughs) Oh, Clinique. Well, I, when I did Christmas Carol at uh, the garden, one of my little girls that from, I think she was from the Brooklyn Choir. Her name is Fendi. Well, there you go. I know. I, I like, <laughs> sometimes I like unique names. And we were talking actually when I was home, um, my Aunt Nicole was my confirmation sponsor or whatever, whenever I was getting confirmed in um, mm-hmm. the Catholic Church back in the day. And we were talking about, like, you used to have to pick the name of a saint. Right. But by the time it rolled around for me, I was in a confirmation class with somebody whose confirmation name was Mariah. So. (laughs) What was your confirmation name? um, I asked if I could pick two. And they let me. So I have two. It's Alexander Cecil. Well, Cecilia is the saint of music, and that's why. But I didn't like just Cecil on its own. I thought that was weird. So I was like, can I put Alexander on top of it? And that's my, like, 
if I don't want you to like pick me up at a bar, I'll tell you my name is Alex because it's two syllables and starts with the same sort of as sound. Mm -hmm. So I'll still respond to it, kind of like I'll be like, and like listen. So people <laughs> won't know it's a fake name. I've thought about this. You ain't never done that? Uh, if I gave him a name, it was just something off the top of my head. Like, but it was usually like in a, what's your man? I'm going to talk to your manager. What's your name? Mm -hmm. Frazier. When you, one time I said Frazier. <laughs> Frazier. <laughs> Frazier. Frazier Crane. Um, yeah, no, I've, there's been a couple of times where I've like been hit on at a bar and I've been like, mm, no, thank you. Alex, what's your number? Eight, six, seven, five, two, nine. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I, one time I got hit on at a bar here. I've probably told this story. Um, and I was like, I'm here with, this is when we first started dating, George and I. And I was like, oh, I'm here with my boyfriend. And this motherfucker had the audacity. And this was like real early in our relationship. This motherfucker like leaned back, looked over because we were sitting at the bar and went, oh I've had him and I was like I I will fucking slit your throat sir I was furious and like whether or not it was true like that's fine but how fucking tacky do you have to be right he also mm. said I was like he was like mm, you look like a nice corn-fed Midwestern boy, and I was like, first of all, what the fuck am I supposed to do with that? Like, where am I? Does that am I supposed to get hard immediately? Right. No, thank I, you. I remember once in Texas, the gay bar that we'd go to in college, the Good Time Lounge. <laughs> uh, this guy was hitting on me, and he's like, "You look so exotic," and I was like, "That's a." strange way to say you don't look white like everybody else but we were talking I was like oh so what do you do he's like oh I work at a chicken restaurant I was like oh are you like a man she goes no I just I just fry the chicken <laughs> <laughs> I was like wow I bring out the good just, ones just what I'm looking for in a husband I used to be a gold tooth magnet like Max on <laughs> in living color it never failed <laughs> never failed oh my god I mean I definitely like I'm gonna say like I like attention that's fine Wait, I did I say to... max on in living color I meant max on, li on living, living single living single that's what I thought and I was just like maybe I just don't remember max on in living color as no, I meant max on in living single thank god you corrected yourself um, which that's a classic episode when they go to the bar and uh, Sinclair wants to be Shaquan. <laughs> oh my God. I love Kim Coles. Dude. She's so funny. Um, that is, I still think that Friends stole that entire concept. I think they came out at the same time, didn't they? I think Friends came out slightly after. Mm. Um, what was I going to say about getting hit on? I used to go, when I would go to was it called There in Pittsburgh? I think it was just called I There. Think, yes, I, I think you're right. There, Video Lounge. I think it was There or was that the only one? Images. Oh my God, Images. I used to go to Images and they would give you like the opportunity to pre-buy happy hour drinks so you didn't have to pay after happy hour was done. Mm -hmm. And so I would buy like so many drinks or whatever. 
And I would just let myself get bought drinks. And I would be like, out of all y'all men, it is four o'clock. Everybody shit faced. I, I would be anybody's girl. <laughs> I used to, this is how trashy I was. I used to dance with them for cigarettes. Oh my God. I would, because I was like, I'm not a smoker. I only smoke when I drink. And so I wouldn't buy cigarettes and I would just bum them off of other people because I'm a trash human. And I would be like, I'll dance with you if you give me a menthol. My God, you're like Sophia on Golden Girls when she was dancing for the guys for a dime. <laughs> oh my God. I totally, yeah. What a, what a, what a garbage heap. <laughs> I just remember images. Remember at happy hour, they'd give you the fishbowl drink. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I used to love a fishbowl. I used to go, there used to be a place that you could get fishbowls above a fucking Chipotle in Oakland. And I used to go, it was like $8 fishbowls and you could have like three and be tanked. And then I would go outside and smoke and cry. Smoke and cry. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh my God. What else do you do in Pittsburgh? Ooh. Club Pittsburgh. No, Club Pittsburgh, no, man. Although I hear that they have like dance parties now. Really? Yeah, that it like they have like a DJ and like a club and stuff. And it's like, and it's you can be like, it's mixed gender and like no gender or whatever um, for certain like hours or parties or whatever. So that's cool. Not during the lunchtime special for $5 lockers. Mm-mm, no, <laughs> I used to love. If he was 25 or under, you could get him for like $5. Yep. Oh, what a mess. What a mess. (laughs) Club Pittsburgh is a bathhouse for those of you who don't know. And who didn't understand the inference there. Um, But you could go and pay like, and I think this is like a bathhouse thing. I think they have lunchtime specials everywhere because I'm pretty sure Steam works here. Could be. I have no idea. And I think they all have like age specials, but if you were like 18 to 25 or something, you could get them at a discount because they were trying to get them chickens in the dough for the chicken hops. Well, the bathhouses in New York were awful. There was one down in um, Wall Street, the Wall Street Sonnet. And it was just so, oh, it was so gross, but I had so much fun there a couple of times. And the <laughs> owners were these, um, I, uh, I don't know exactly, I don't know if they were Indian or what, but one of mm-hmm. them, just thought I was the hottest thing he had ever seen. And he'd always go, I'm going to take you home and introduce me to your family. And I never had sex with them. He just was so enamored with me. But then the other, there was a West Side Club and East Side Club. And those were just trash and just filled with just drug users and Mm -hmm. posers Mm -hmm. that just posed at the doorway and sneered at everybody. And it was, (laughs) those weren't fun. So Pittsburgh was kind of the first place I went where it was like fun you know, where there was like, mm-hmm. you know, attractive people and people that wanted to have sex and not just, you yeah. know, come worship my muscles, but I don't want to touch you kind of bullshit and just drugs right, everywhere. Right. Yeah, so. no, there was never, somebody did die yes. at an overdose at Club Pittsburgh when I lived in Pittsburgh. But for the most part, I never saw anybody do anything, but like, I don't even, like, I didn't see poppers that much at Club Pittsburgh. Right. Um, but I never ran into that there uh, specifically, but. And I never went to any of the dirty bookstores there. I I think I went and bought lube there once, but I never like went in the back. The ones downtown were like kind of 
squidgy, like a little iffy. But that one in the suburbs is pretty fun. The one out on McKnight <laughs> Road that I used to take the van to. Um, I had been in, so the Chicago's oldest bathhouse has been torn down and we lived around the corner from it. And I'm sure I've talked about it before. I had only gone in once for a photo shoot um, for somebody who like wanted to do like posed things. And I was like, first of all, I'm not showing my dick. And um, it was like this, like the cool, like you could see how awesome it would have been in the seventies and eighties. And like mm-hmm. people, like lots of people performed there, like Culture Club, Grace Jones, it was like they showed me the ballroom and so I got like kind of like a like a tour of the whole thing um but also and I can't remember apologies if I've told this story before so we're doing this photo shoot and the guy is there's a photographer and then there's another guy who incidentally also loved Kylie Minogue so we like had a connection like the lighting guy or whatever and um this guy like we round the corner and there's like an old school like almost like a high school locker room scene like Mm -hmm. situation and there is just this like super thin guy with like homemade tattoos holding a cigarette and a sprite in one hand and this massive dildo in the other and i was like this is exactly what i expect at man's country like this is the vibe i was getting Mm -hmm. and it was like 11 30 on like a wednesday in the middle of the day and it was and the photographer was like, hey, do you want to be in some pictures? And he's like, yeah, just let me go smoke this and I'll be right back. And I was like, I can't, I don't want to be in a picture with him. <laughs> I may be being elitist, but he just yeah, rounded like, the corner with a Sprite, a menthol and a dildo. I'm a little unnerved. A massive dildo. It was huge. And I'm like, does, was this just like, just in case nobody else was here? <laughs> like, you want to come get this? Ah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I haven't, I literally like haven't been to a bathhouse in like a decade. So I don't know if it's still like a thing. Um, I think so. I went to the Steamworks in Toronto. Toronto? Toronto a couple of yeah. years ago, five years ago, something like that. It's supposed to be really nice. It was actually a bank holiday, so hardly anybody was there, oh. which I was like, wouldn't you think you'd go? Yeah. You know, because I, I was only in there uh, in Toronto for 24 hours and my hotel was mm-hmm. just down the street from it. So I walked down mm-hmm. there and I was like, oh, I'll buy a membership and I'll go to the one in Chicago. And I never am close to it yeah. when I stay there um, yeah, it's all for the work. Here. So it's, you know, it's like a $20 cab ride. And I'm like, yeah, mm, it's kind of, I'll just look on the apps. Back back when you could have, you know, right. anonymous sex and not get the COVID. <laughs> right. Um, well, if it's open the next time you're here, just take the Halstead bus. It's a straight shot. That goes from downtown up there. You'll be mm-hmm. fine. You might have to take two buses. It might, it might mess you up. So maybe not. I don't know. My friend Greg, anytime he tours, I shouldn't have said his name, but anytime he tours, <laughs> anytime he tours through Chicago, he goes to Steamworks because I met him in Boys Town for dinner. And uh, so I was like, he said, what are you doing now? He's like, oh, I said, oh, I've got to go to bed. I was like, oh, I've got to get, I got to be down tomorrow at 730 or whatever time. 
was mm-hmm. like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm going to Steamworks. And I was like, oh, okay. So I walked him over, dropped him off at Steamworks and mm-hmm. then called an Uber to go back to the hotel. It's, uh, I know that they have like a bear night, but I don't know. I've, uh, I haven't been, like I said, in such a, such a long time. Um, other than there's like some bathhousey places that I've been in Europe mm-hmm. since then. Uh, but those are like kind of different. Those are social more. Yeah. Yeah. Like my friend we'll Frank that said have- that it was, he's, cause he always said it was more of a social thing to do. He's like, there's a lot of mm-hmm. talking. There's a lot of like, you know, introducing yourself and, and right. you know, lots of conversation. He goes, there's other things too, of course, but right. it's like, it's a lot of conversation. Right, right. He no, it's very just, social. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was like a bar and a pool and like nobody was like straight up banging, so. Yet. Yet. I mean, that's, you have your one or two drinks, you go for a swim. It was like the Ritz movie. I still, I've never seen that. I want to You've see never that. seen the Ritz. Oh my God. I've it's never seen so, the Ritz. I even made my straight roommate watch it. And he, the first thing out of his mouth when they walk into the bathhouse, he goes, uh, and I was like, no, don't, no, bathhouses don't look like this. Cause it was like three <laughs> stories, everything like, you know, cause it's the seventies. Right. So everything looked brand new where they had like a disco in there. They had a trampoline right. in the middle of the floor, a pool, a bar, a game room. And, and then again, I think when they went into like the activity room, he went, uh, I was like, no, they don't have this. There's <laughs> Not no trampoline. There's no trampoline in the middle of the floor. Not anymore. It's That's what a hilarious movie. You have to I, find it. I will have to find it. I will have to find it. That's but that's like the vibe that like Man's Country was still kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Um, or like you could see how it was like that. It was it's it was many stories, three at least, probably three. I would say it had like a grotto with rocks and like, it was just, it was really cool. And like, I would have, I would have vibed on that in the seventies probably. When I had a regular in New York for a couple of years when I first moved there and uh, he would talk about uh, the continental baths mm-hmm. when a Bette Midler would perform. Mm-hmm. But he said, I was still really in the closet then. So he goes, when Bette Midler was really popular, he goes, I couldn't go because mm-hmm straight couples started to come and go and see the shows. And he goes, I was always afraid that I'd run into somebody from work because somebody had said, oh, I went to see Bette Midler play at the Continental Baths. And Mm -hmm. he was like, (laughs) you know. (laughs) Well, I mean, couldn't you just pretend that you were also straight and interested in Bette Midler? Well, I think that the straight straight people were dressed while the gays were in Uh... towels. Well, just go and get dressed and then change into a towel after. I, I worked with this one actor. He goes, I know some guy that went in there on Friday didn't come out till Sunday morning. <laughs> That's what they used to do, I heard. Yeah. I'm into that. I mean, get your life. Yeah. Live it. I, <laughs> yeah, I can't. I'm too old because people are like, oh, don't get hop until like 2 a.m. And I'm like, no, That's too, no. That's too long. No, ma'am. I can't do that. She needs her beauty rest. Um, in New York, there was this bookstore down the street that I, when I moved there, it was my sexual awakening. But, you Ooh. know, sometimes if you were there after midnight and the bars were starting to wind down, you, some of those drunk Nellies would come in just, I mean, drunk. You could just mm-hmm. get, you know, get a buzz off, you know, their breath, you know, coming in mm-hmm. there and uh, put it in me or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm like, God damn. 
well, when you need it, you need it. I guess so. Oh my God. Yeah, no, I've been, I I don't know. I've been pretty drunk at a bookstore probably before. I would say. Things just sound like good ideas at that point. Yeah. When, you're 20, when you're in your 20s. When you're in your 20s and like you're or like. Early 30s. Right. You're like not super bad looking. You still kind of like have a body sort of. And you're like, okay. Um, oh my God. I went to this one bookstore in Cape Girardeau, Missouri, which I think oh my is God. Like, like an army base or an air force base or something. But they had a gay bar that was like, it's real close. It's pretty close to St. Louis. Mm -hmm. um, but there's this gay bar that was in an old funeral home. <laughs> and I went with this guy who was much older and worked at SIUC where I went for a whole year, which was just trash. SIUC is that I made some really good friends there, but that school is ain't nothing to do but drugs. Anyway. Southern Illinois University in Carbondale, right? Correct, correct. Um, they did have a gay bar, um, Upside Downtown, I believe it was called. I don't think it's there anymore. Anyway, so we drove to Cape Girardeau. It was like 45 minutes to an hour away. Went to this drag show. I got to see someone in a, like a drag queen in like a full-on church suit sing uh, C.C. Winans' version of Long As I Got King Jesus. <laughs> it was spectacular. Um, and then there was like a bookstore that was like not far away or it may have been connected. I don't think it was connected, but I definitely went there like super, super, super drunk, um, a couple of times and just, you know, just walked around innocent. I didn't do anything. I just looked. Well, I never went to the St. Louis bathhouse cause but that back then I was naive and I was like, oh no, I can't. That's for trashy people when I should have been, you know, mm-hmm in their ass up, you know, blindfolded. <laughs> Make, oh this Make this whap! Make this whap! Oh my god. My favorite line of whap currently, because there's so many that are good, is Punani Jasani. I love that. It's just thirst quenching. There you go. Punani Jasani. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so uh, I do have to probably go watch the boys now. So we should wrap it up. But um, yes, we'll do another one. Probably like, let's just do one next week. I know that we're slow about releasing these, but we should have a couple in the can. So just in case we feel like taking a break. All right. We'll talk through the week and then we'll decide. We'll figure it out. All right. All right. Well, thanks for listening. And yes. um, again, email us. We got some good feedback. Hey, Keith. Always a oh. pleasure to hear from you. Yes, definitely. Thanks, Keith. Oh, we forgot to, we got to talk about the gay mafia tweet that we got, that Ricky sent us. We forgot to talk about that. Remember, uh, you were oh. busy. I'll look it up and we'll talk about it next time. Okay. Sorry, we'll listener. Um, I don't have it in front of me, but we'll, I'll write it down so that we can uh, talk about it next time. Okay, yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening. This is Adam. This is Jerry. Bye. Bye. Thank you for getting foul with foul monkeys and we hope you enjoyed the show. 
You can send feedback, dick pics, or marriage proposals to foulmonkeys at gmail.com. You can also leave us sexy messages or some really heavy breathing at 863-666-0377. Ask us questions and interact with us on Twitter and Instagram with the handle at foulmonkeys. You can also join us over at the Facebook page where things can get really, really dirty. Thank you for listening, and we will talk to you soon. Bye. Open on the left at Fullerton. How about Chicago? I could be there.